chance. I don't know. That's all I really need is probably that. That's for sure. Uh, all right. We got a lot of teams that are on um, upset alert, possibly, this weekend in the NFL, right? I'd say at least a few. Yeah. There's at least a couple. Now, again, you could look at this as money line. You could look at it as spread. I, I think there are there are a few teams out there that are in a position to have a game, bare minimum, be closer than what's expected. And you look at, and I'm just going to go down this route now, guys. The last two weeks, the Houston freaking Texans may not have won football games, but they've come damn close against the Chiefs and against the Cowboys. I think the Tennessee Titans are ripe for an upset as five point. It used to be a five and a half point spread. It's down slightly now to Tennessee minus five at home against the Houston Texans this weekend. Uh, Titans have lost four straight. They failed to cover in their last three games. It's moved a bunch. It was just five and a half earlier today. It's come down from even more. It was seven last night. Yep. And I gave out seven. I don't like five, though. I don't like five. The Texans have covered these huge numbers the last couple of weeks. I un- Those are better teams than the t- the Titans, too, right now. Like, the Cowboys are a better team than the Titans. Uh, the Chiefs are a better team than the Titans. So, I really like Houston. I think Houston has a chance, and that money line's at plus 220. Houston has a chance to actually win this game outright. So, it's seven. I really liked it. I don't hate it at five and a half. I do think that they're probably going to keep that game Would you game take it close. right at five? I'm not going to take that one because I'm, I've t- yeah. taken too many dogs this weekend. Mm-hmm. I got three that I really like. I'm going to stay away from that one. I haven't been on Houston. I almost, I mean, like last week I was on the under in that game against the Chiefs, which looked good for three quarters. And then all of a sudden there was just this explosion went over. I actually lean Kansas City thinking that they would be motivated for that game. Uh, I love what the Texans are doing. I mean, I don't love it, but they're running this two quarterback system. They're obviously kind playing hard for Lovey Smith. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're actually fun. They're competitive. The one I really like, there's two that I love. So one I'm not going to throw out there yet because you guys are going to call me a homer but I love the Patriots uh three and a half point dogs this opened at four we're down to three and a half I don't know if they're going to win this game outright I really like the points with them they need to win this game obviously uh or they're done their season's over and right now I know everything's kind of a mess offensively with Mac Jones and everybody Jacoby Myers flipping balls backwards but defensively (laughs) I think you're probably going to get their best effort against Joe Burrow and the Bengals and I think the Bengals are due for one stinker and if it's going to happen I think it's probably this week because they also have the Bills on a look-ahead spot which is most likely going to be for the number one seed in the AFC so if you believe in look-ahead spots I think this is the perfect opportunity to back the Patriots they're at home season on the line in this game you know the defense is going to be tough uh, so I like them and then I love the Packers going to Miami especially at four and a half, at five and a half, wherever that number is going to close. I like Green Bay, anything over four. Um, I think they're live in that game, to be honest with you guys. Tua hasn't looked really good the last couple weeks. I love the game plan against Buffalo because they actually ran the ball. They were able to run the ball against that front. But defensively, they're giving up over 420 yards per game. Green Bay, I know it wasn't pretty last night, but with Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs on the field at the same time, that's a different offense. You'll have to monitor A.J. Dillon if he's in the concussion protocol. If he doesn't go, I don't like it as much. Love what they're doing with him and Aaron Jones right now. And I think we'll get Rodgers' best effort because it's pretty much a standalone game on Christmas in Miami. Uh, I like the Packers. And the defense Defense played good last night. As, as disappointing as the defense has been this season, and it's stunk, they're 32nd DVOA against the run. They're on the field nonstop because the offense can't sustain any drives. It's all three and out. You know, Rodgers chucking the ball deep down the field to nobody. Last night, the defense was only on the field for 22 minutes, and I know it was against Baker Mayfield and Tutu Atwell and Cam Akers, <laughs> but they played pretty damn good. Uh, they sacked Baker, what, four times? Preston Smith had two and a tackle for a loss. I like Green Bay a lot against Miami. So Green Bay and the Patriots are the two dogs I think could win outright. And, of course, the New York football giants, reason Cameron, being, Can you stop taking my Vikings. skis yeah. from me? You give one freaking play, Ryan. I, I'm not in a mood for this BS tonight. Okay, then go ahead. All right. 
Because I, I, I actually got football games I want to watch anyway. In a, in, All in, right. In, in a, you're like, off the rest of the segment. It's good. fine. I'll just go ahead and watch no, this game. No, we can go there back. Go. I, well, I think works. you have a bunch, bunch of plays anyway. I just want us to go bing, bing, bing. I like the Giants as well. I think the Minnesota Vikings are absolute frauds. And you look at the Giants and what they're going to be able to do indoors uh, at U.S. Bank Stadium. It, I think that really helps Daniel Jones. You see what Daniel D- Jones does on the road, much better road quarterback than he is at home. And listen, the Vikings give up a lot of points. The total has already get, gone up a point and a half since open. I think this is going to be a pretty high-scoring game. This is a situation where I think Saquon Barkley can finally get loose. Vikings defensively are are bad on every single level. Bad passing defense, bad rushing defense, bad uh, points given up. So I think Giants, I think they're live, plus 145. And then secondarily, I think the Eagles are still live, mm-hmm. plus 165. This is a game where you see Gardner Minshew come in, and there's no expectations of him. And obviously he's got an emotional you know, situation with the Mike Leach death. But not just that. Listen, if you look at what the Jags did to the Dallas Cowboys, they put up over 500 yards of offense, and that's not just because they went to overtime. This team gave up 300 and change in the air, 311 passing yards, 192 rushing yards. What do you think is going to be able to happen when you've got multiple running backs for the Eagles? And Gardner Minshew's not a bad quarterback. I think that they could actually win this game in Dallas. I'm actually with you on that, too. That line's moved a lot from Eagles plus six to four and a half now. Now, there's a chance Jalen Hurts still plays. They're being very coy with it. And whether that's the case or not, Gardner Minshew coming in, he had a 104 quarterback rating and four touchdowns and just one pick as a starter in two games last year. It's Minshew mania. And uh, in spot starts, maybe not for an entire season, but spot starts for Gardner Minshew, he can go out, he can put up big numbers, and he can make plays. We've seen that time and time again with him. So the Eagles are still in a really good spot, even if they don't have Jalen Hurts on Sunday or this weekend. I think they'd be huge idiots to play Jalen Hurts when you've already clinched the division. Your dream right now or your goal is to win the Super Bowl. The only reason you'd play Jalen Hurts is if he really wants to win MVP and you really want that. You're going to risk injuring them for the playoff run. So I'm with you guys, though. I was actually hoping that maybe we'd get to six, six and a half. Yeah, so did I. But it's going the other way. So I don't think he plays, and then I think it goes back up. So I'm going to wait to bet that one until kickoff. I actually like the over in this spot, too. Indoor stadium. I think Eagles still are able to put up a ton of points. I think they're going to be able – I think I like all the Eagles props as well, especially Miles Sanders. Don't think Dallas stops the run. Micah Parsons obviously is very injured. Every single – uh, DB is injured for for the uh, Cowboys. Yeah, like not only the the guy the first string, but the second string and the third string. Uh, so yeah, I like the over forty six. That's a pretty low total. Obviously, they think there's this these two defensive juggernauts, but you see what the Bears did to the Eagles, yeah. and you see what the Jags did to the Cowboys, and what the Colts did to the Cowboys. Cowboys defense is is on the struggle bus right now. Yeah, secondary's all yep. beat up. That's yep. why I like Jacksonville so much last yep. week. And like that's the thing with Micah Parsons, is that's why the sack numbers have went down, obviously. And that's why Nick Bosa is gonna win defensive player of the yep. year because now Dan Quinn has to play him as a traditional linebacker rather than just an edge rusher. And that's where I love him as. Yep, I agree. That I hurts. live bet the, I live bet the Jacksonville Jaguars against the Cowboys and felt so good when that was all said and done. I almost had so to turn good. the game off. They went down three scores and I was yep. like up. Oh, and, you know, everybody's blaming Dak. And it, 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 I, I love how when the Cowboys lose, it always falls on Dak's shoulders. I mean, it's kind of like the same thing with that's the That's what being a quarterback in the Rogers. NFL is, though. That, that's like, what you have to deal the with. The hate you get for paid. Dak is, is more than other quarterbacks, though. He's the, cor- right. he's the quarterback of the Cowboys, right. though. Yep. Like, the there's, hate there's for Rodgers is deserved because of what he does off the field. And, like, you know, like the comments. People don't like that stuff, obviously. Right. And he has bad body language. But Dak, 
doesn't have bad body language. He has great body language. Yeah, he's actually a very, uh, he's, he's mm-hmm. the leader of that offense. He actually has a master's in psychology. Unless you're Cooper Rush and he tells you to piss off when you're trying to steal his reps. I think he's a pretty nice guy. <laughs> that's just competition. Yeah. yeah. So that's certainly different in that sense. But yeah, it's, you know, we're getting to that point at the end of the year too where we have to, we have to watch what teams may start sitting guys. It's gonna get to, it's gonna get to our NBA strategy where you gotta watch the injury report throughout the day so you can figure out exactly who's gonna be on the court. We're now getting to certain things are going to be clinched, and you'll see a few teams at the top just not play either somebody that's slightly hurt or just to not to even prevent injury at this point. I it's not as bad yet, but you know those last couple weeks of the season, that's the case. Yeah. yeah. It's gonna yeah. be fun to watch. I also I like the Seahawks uh, plus nine and a half too. I'm gonna. You know continue. what? That was my other one. Kansas City's four nine and one against the spread. Yeah, I, I don't think the Seahawks win outright, but I do yeah. think that they at least cover in that game. I like that number, especially if I could get a ten. I don't think they'll win, but Kansas City, even at home, big even as big road fa- big home favorites. I don't like them covering this big number. They just don't do that. Are they bored? Are they dinged up? Is the defense mm-hmm. not clicking? I don't really care. The number 48 and a half is a little weird to me, too. I think Seattle is going to be able to do a couple of things. So, yeah, I would take I would take Seattle plus nine and a half. Not I wouldn't take them on the money line. I don't think they're going to win that mm-mm, game. But I, I do like the nine and a half or ten. Yeah, Kansas City never covers big numbers. No. I love Mahomes. They, they remind me of an NBA team. They remind me of the Golden State Warriors where they just seem like kind of bored right now. Yep. <laughs> also, that defense is a big question mark. Mm-hmm. They kind of just toy with teams. Um, I'm, I'm with they you. They play and with Seattle's, their food a lot. Yeah, and Seattle has to win that game or their season's yeah. pretty much over. I mean, Seattle... The Commanders, big game this weekend, although I love the Niners. I know the motivation is going to be there for so the Commanders. I. I but like I mean, Heineke well. is going to get torched. And then I it's, was listening to I think to it's going to be a bloodbath. And then I was listening it's to Ron say that I, I feel like it's going to be a short leash for Heineke, too. Mm-hmm. And I think you might a, see Carson Wentz. I think we may see Carson Wentz back out there. Look, the, the Taylor Heineke Nick story Wilson is great. It's fun. It, it's a great story. Taylor Heineke and that fumble at the end of the game, I, the, it was horribly, horribly officiated Sunday night. But you had a lot of Taylor Heineke mistakes, and they put up 12 points. That's what I keep trying to tell people. They will always go under as long as Taylor Heineke is the starter. They struggle to get to 20, and they struggle to finish drives, and they continue to struggle to finish drives. Well, one was taken away. One was taken that, away. Actually, this two is were true. taken away. It should have gone over, truthfully. True. Yeah. But in general, when you watch that team, yeah, they, they don't struggle. have those. They don't have those types of situations happen. They're just not finishing drives. So look, yeah. the first couple weeks of the season, like I know Carson Wentz threw, threw some picks. He's going to do that, but he also gets the ball downfield and he's got a big arm. Like that, that's a much bigger arm with Carson Wentz. I wouldn't be surprised if we see him. The key is they want to make sure that he wasn't out there for seventy percent of the snaps because then the third round pick that they traded to the Colts turns into a fourth round pick. Yep. So that's just strategy more than anything. I would not be surprised surprised if we see Carson Wentz, especially if Taylor Heineke's getting beat up by that 49ers defense. I mean, yeah. if if Nick Bosa can bring down Geno Smith with one arm, he might be able to bring Taylor Heineke down with his, his pinky. pinky. Yeah. Like that's all it's gonna take. I I think that Wentz is actually the unfortunately I hate to say this I think he's the better option because like you said he could push the ball down the field. The problem is when he's in there he doesn't get the ball to Terry McLaurin and that's the one guy you got to get the ball to. So if they could convince him to do that because the stuff that makes Heineke great is also the stuff that kills them at the end of the games. You know him trying to make that play and force the ball down the put, field. They should yeah. literally just put Carson Wentz in for like the end of the fourth quarter. Imagine having Carson Wentz as your starting quarterback. Like what the hell were they thinking? They weren't. They it's, wanted it's, Jimmy Garoppolo. There's a lot of guys with bridge. big arms. Right? It's a bridge, man. Remember, it's two timelines. They're just moving through, moving through different guys, and then it'll be somebody else next year. Who knows? Man. Maybe Jimmy.